Hello, I am Oscar, your host for the Soju Party. Now, if you ever wanted to hear another's opinion on the not very spoken topic of growing up as an Asian in the West and how even though we all have such different stories, we all still have that very similar feeling, then this podcast, my friend, is for you. Each episode, I will be endeavoring my best to finish a whole bottle of soju or more, hence the name Soju Party, while we discuss this complex and headachey topic. For everyone tuning in at home, go grab yourself your favorite bottle of soju so I don't sound like a complete wanker by the end of this episode. Enjoy. So to start off the first episode, I guess, of this mini season, um, is that I wanted to really introduce myself to everyone. So a little bit about myself. I am a master's student who recently just resigned my full-time job to pursue my dream, being an entrepreneur. Yes, my mom and dad thought uh, I was an idiot for doing this during the middle of a pandemic. Um, I think that also reflects a very Asian point of view um, where stability and being content is a very big major factor of our generation because of what our parents have gone through, um, their hardship. They don't want us to go through that. However, being the rebellious person that I am, I decided that I still wanted to do that. Um, so amongst my fashion label studies and side projects, um, including this podcast, I am endeavoring in hopes to publicly explore my ideas on what it means to a WCBA, so Western country born Asians. The reason I don't find ABC suitable anymore because is because it only refers to Chinese American, Chinese Australians, etc. But in fact, I've met many Asians born in Europe, Middle East, and even South Africa who are probably of Chinese descent, but by definition, just aren't Chinese nationals. I myself, obviously, am Chinese. I was born in Chongqing, um, which we'll get into later. Hence why I chose WCBA as a um, term, which obviously isn't a very marketable term. But if there is anyone out there who is a marketeer, please feel free to DM me um, your suggestion for during this podcast, apart from hearing my voice throughout the half of the season, I have also invited guests for interviews so that we can hear their perspective, opinions, suggestions, and stories. This podcast is more of a passion project for me. Um, and I think the reason for that is because I've heard just so many stories of people who have really just experienced a very tough time growing up as an Asian. I mean, growing up in general is a tough thing to go through, um, finding yourself, being confident, knowing who you are, you know, uh, but, you know, when you add a, a, another layer of culture into it, it feels as if you're not even able to make real friends because culture plays such a big part into our lives. Um, but what I do really also want to mention is that this podcast isn't really to play the blame game, a blame game. So it's not really meant to point fingers at who made us feel this way. Um, they shouldn't have done this. They shouldn't have done that. This podcast is really for the purpose of hearing each other's opinions and therefore helping each other understand why we feel that way. And hopefully, hopefully after that, people can feel a little bit more comfortable um, with putting culture into this so-called life that we're living in at the moment.
I really hate introductions and I don't know who tuning in is from Australia. I mean, maybe in just in general in the world, but we always do this icebreaker thing when university starts, the first day of university starts or the first day of high school starts. And then you have to do this activity where you ask other people, you know, kind of what their interests are and everything. Yeah, I never liked that. Um, I, I don't think I... I to this day I feel like I still don't really like it but you know I, I think the reason why is because it's kind of like showing off you know so that thought really carried me up until my first full-time job where I was hired as uh, by who I now call my mentor don't think I ever officially asked her to be my mentor but I think one day I just posted on WeChat saying thank you mentor and I mean she never liked it but you know whatever not no no offense taken anyway i'm um, sorry side story but um <laughs> uh generally speaking she was a very experienced person she was chinese um and she was managing executive for the likes of ebay orbits um before co-founding the company that i was at i feel like that definitely warrants me to take a shot um because that was my first job whilst learning how to bloody send an email out i was trying to learn how to be a manager <sighs> Um, that was nice. This soldier is very nice. Um, I think people in the office are looking at me weird. Like, why is this guy filming a podcast while he's drinking soju? Anyway, I bring that up because she helped me understand that the world is much bigger than what I previously known such thought. And then my skills are quite unique. Um, it was referring to my ability to speak Mandarin flu fluently and understand Chinese culture to a level where, you know, professional, moderate, colloquial conversation is possible. And so when my mentor first hired me, um, I was very new to the workforce. I was very young, um, so I wasn't quite aware of the global issues as questions surrounding what I was doing, which was basically helping companies integrating their Western digital marketing presence to the Chinese digital network. I helped some customers flourish in this venture, but then I also saw many fail miserably. When I first started, I was super lost and confused why some of them would actually tell me that this was just too different and that they have had such a hard time understanding things that seem to be so basic for me. And mind you, that was not the most pressing issue I had. The most pressing issue I thought I had at that time was how to write an email professionally. So I think that's when it really struck me. The values of Chinese in the West was just so distinctively different to be understood as an adult thinking that i knew everything um i was once again shocked when i found out that people who identify themselves as abcs um was also different to chinese uh culture so the once all-knowing oscar and i mean quote unquote um wise oscar song was like what the fuck what's happening I don't feel as if i you know fit in anywhere i'm not really an abc because i was born in china but I'm not really Chinese because, well, I spent majority of my life in Australia. So that definitely means I'm Australian, right? Well, turns out I'm not either because, well, I don't feel like I was because I didn't know steak was pronounced steak until my friend's dad corrected me. I thought it was pronounced steak. And yeah, that's definitely deserving another shop. shot. <laughs> um, my words are getting mixed up now and you can tell I'm drinking. 
So now that I've touched base a little bit on my um, adult life and my first job and all that sort of stuff, I wanted to just give that a little bookmark. I'll talk more about it in future episodes. Before now, I wanted to talk a little bit about my upbringing story. Um, it wasn't a very unique one as I thought. Um, I was brought up in a suburb called Kirui, which sits as part of an infamous area called the Shire. Um, short for Sutherland Shire for those of you who don't know. Um, it's known for many things, but I, when I was growing up, it was not known for embracing Asian culture. Don't get me wrong though. I absolutely love the suburb and the friends that I made there, no doubt was, uh, you know, a great area to grow up in. However, I never felt quite right. There was always that feeling of, um, of, of fear being rejected of what I may say. Before I get the, uh, yeah, but everybody um, experiences that comment. I, I wanted to just quickly explain that um, this isn't what I'm trying, it isn't a change in thought as you grow up. Um, so it's not like when I was saying that when I was younger, um, I noticed that it wasn't the right thing to say. And then I changed that in my later stage as an adult. Um, what I'm trying to say is that no matter what, at what time of my life I say it, it's always going to be wrong where intrinsically it's not wrong in an Asian culture or in a different background. I'm going to be very honest, I didn't come to Australia in the harshest of circumstances. Generally speaking, I had a fairly financially comfortable upbringing and I'm so grateful for that, especially after hearing stories of those who didn't. Um, but despite of all that financial fluff, I was never comfortable making friends and you know always struggled to meet like-minded people even the Asian ones. Um, I never really understood why until recently where I've noticed that actually, I'm actually kind of racist to people of the same race. Is that possible you ask? Um, and honey, yes it is. Not so by definition, but definitely by actions. And I think there's a lot of reason why we feel that way. Um, I mean, not certainly the whole group of Asian to stereotype it, but there's generally quite a big portion, I think, um, who are self-hatred or, or self-hating of our own race. Um, you know, it, it's, it goes back to history, um, the, how media portrays us. So I'm not going to open that Pandora box. Exactly the reason why I am starting this podcast. Um, this podcast is such a passion of mine to talk about these issues in a more lighthearted way um, and, and to really kind of help other Asians out there to firstly be super comfortable to be in our own skin and know that Asians are not worthless. But like, I totally get how hard that is. Um, it's not just something that you can say and, and we can all of a sudden become comfortable because it is so sad to say, but I think mainstream media just is not putting this um, into conversation enough. I think it's very important to recognize that there's actually a large group of people out there who feel um, this way. Um, I recently watched a Netflix show called Dirty John season two, shortened to Dirty Betty um, and kind of a spoiler alert. So skip 15 seconds here if you haven't watched it. And there was a scene where basically the doctor was saying that um, if you keep on getting denied about something, you'll get crazy, you'll go crazy. Um, I'm not saying that people feel that way, um, that extreme, but I'm saying that when we constantly get denied that our culture is not the reason that sometimes we don't feel like we fit in, 
we can go crazy and it can be a very big side effect on mental health. So this is why I think that it's such an important thing to bring out a conversation. And I'm trying to make this as easy as it is to talk about by drinking. Um, so I hope you feel the same way as well. So that really kind of sums up my own um, upbringing story and a little bit of introduction to who I am. Um, in the next episode, I'll be inviting one of my good friends, Susan Chen, who uh, ironically I met on a summer camp, which was titled as finding our roots of our heritage where we went to China and we explored two cities, Chongqing and Shanghai for two weeks. I'm very excited for her to um, join us in the next episode because her story I think would be quite relatable with a lot of people out there um, certainly relate certainly relate relatable to myself sorry I'm slurring here but yeah so join us back next time where Susan and I will talk about firstly our roots um, um, <laughs> fuck me. Um, and we will also talk about the constant feeling of tug of wars in ideas, in identity, in confidence, um, and then also cultures. And that, my friend, marks the end of this episode. I hope that you found it fun and useful in some way. Remember, there is a group out here always waiting to hear your story. So please feel free to DM me your story on Instagram or Facebook. We're both under the handle at the Soju Party. That's it for now, and I'll see you in the next episode. Remember, bring your favorite butter soju.